Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the um, welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, our, the topic of our podcast is Dana Plato, who, of course, was an actress and on the popular TV series Different Strokes back in the 1970s. She was a child star uh, whose life ended way too soon. We're going to talk about um, her life, her career, and her untimely death. But before we do, I would like to introduce our panel. I'm joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good. Timmy, how are you? Well, you know, I was so frustrated yesterday because we we originally had, you know, we we recorded yesterday. We did, uh, you know, we did our duty. We, we did. had a podcast yesterday on, yes. on um, Wesley Dodd, mm-hmm. and uh, when I got home... Uh, ready to load it up, uh, the file was corrupted. So um, we're late with our podcast. So I'm feeling feel a little overwhelmed, Brandy. I'm sorry to have it here. How are you? Maybe this will make you feel a little bit better. What's that? Ooh, I like that. That's our theme song for the day. Were you a big fan of Dana Plato? I never, I didn't care about her, but I thought Gary Coleman was hilarious. All right. All right. So what's going on with you? Uh, you know, nothing ever. Um, now, know. over the weekend, we 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 missed the because we are re-recording. Well, not re-recording that story, but because we we missed the podcast yesterday. You gave us, you told us about your harrowing weekend with young Noah. I well, Noah is often harrowing. You yes. know, we had and Noah's your five-year-old. He is, and we had his last basketball game was Thursday night, and so he wanted to go have. Can he dunk yet? You know, he's so close. Really? So close. He's like an, a minute bowl. He is a lot like that, except short, white, and he yeah. can't shoot a ball. But oh. he, um, you know, he's he's funny. But we he decided he wanted to have Cousins Day on Saturday, and we would go down and visit his Uncle Casey. You know? mm-hmm. And it's about two hours to get to Casey's, and that's fine. But driving down with him is, is like taking a car trip with Alex Trebek because he's every <laughs> fucking second. He has questions. Like, so many questions and there are questions that can't be answered you know he's you know my neck hurts mom does your neck hurt no why not doesn't your so, head get heavy i don't understand that's a fair question why why aren't there purple lines on the road 
I purple don't, lines? I, yeah, I don't I don't know. Well, there's purple lines on the map. So on my Garmin, it shows, you know, where we're going is in purple. Right, right. Well, he doesn't understand why that's those aren't the lines on the road. I mean, just on well, and I, on and on. Actually, he makes some pretty good points. On and on for like okay. two hours. So right. it was nerve-wracking. And then, you know, I got to Casey's house where it was cold, and my three-year-old niece comes out in her underwear because evidently it was pants optional, and nobody told me. Well... Colonel's so, like that sometimes. Today's, I, a, today's I a pants optional day. Well, I'm but glad I you opted for pants. Thank yeah. you. He is actually not here yet. I know. So I know. The floor cannot does not recognize him. But the, fl- the floor shouldn't recognize him. You ever. are feeling better. I'm feeling much better. Okay. I'm feeling much better. Thank I, you. Uh, now you had for those who don't remember, you had a health scare last week in which I'm uh, fine. EMTs took you out. They did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, uh, so that you know, so that you're that you know that we care about you. We, the, the colonels and I made a decision, and the next time that happens, Colonel, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to put a post-it note on your back that says, do not resuscitate. Do not take heroic measures. Because we know you do not want to live as a vegetable. Yeah. And uh, we're just... Or live with an IV stuck in your or, hand. Or a migraine, for that or matter. My, yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys are just going to pull the plug on me well, for anything. Well, you're going to die eventually anyway. Yeah. So what this is telling me is I can no longer have a squad pick me up at work. I'm no. going to need to We're, just drive myself. And, and, <laughs> and even no. uh, even if we don't come out and say it, we're going to make like, gestures behind your <laughs> yeah. back. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you people nothing like, as I leave. Putting our hands across our neck. And, yeah. don't, you don't have to worry about that. No heroic uh, measures. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's Not even an inconvenient measure. You know, <laughs> don't go out your way at all. If you, if you need to stop and get lunch, she's fine. <laughs> exactly. Go through the drive-thru. That's fine. <laughs> aren't you? Aren't She'll you? Okay. Aren't you making Chuck executioner of your will? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to be the executioner of my will. I'm going to kill that son bitch. <laughs> Let me introduce the the most uh, the really the moral compass of our program. Nope. He's been called the an oasis in the desert of he's despair. He's not been called that ever. <laughs> I have been. Some of our listeners on our Facebook page call him an oasis in the desert of despair. No, they don't. Well, I've I've seen that. Nope, you haven't. <laughs> that, that maybe have, maybe it was Chuck that posted that. But that, I, that may have been Rudy. <laughs> Might have been Rudy. <laughs> the very honorable, the very distinguished, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm still recovering from doing that podcast yesterday, only to have a come unglued. Yeah, was, uh, I'm not sure what happened because, you know, it was kind of 50-50 on our Facebook page because, like, half the people wanted to hear because it's a very, it was a very dark subject. The guy yeah. was a child molester. He was a child killer. And we had debated whether even, even to do the podcast. And then when I got home and started loading it up, the file was corrupt. So I said, you know, that's God telling it's us. It's a sign. It's a sign. Mm-hmm. So I, we could anyway, we couldn't do it. And then some of our folks on our Facebook page half of them wanted us to do it half of them didn't want us to do it but um, you know one of the ones person who wanted us to do it is very attractive so we're going to try to redo it Radika the lovely Radika Radika basically controls our our content (laughs) clearly Um, there's a there's a I, I like to make our listeners happy it has nothing to do with her appearance you like to make the the very attractive listeners happy She's um, she's a very nice lady, and she asked us we that we you know. even when she said it, even all the other women jumped in like, oh, Radica. Uh, how many people said Radica was a ten? And I think all of them was women. I know she's very popular on her page. She's very popular, but there's a there's a rampant amount of uh, 
of uh, lesbianism going on on that. You think so? I mean, yeah. You think yeah. you think it's out of control? It's it's getting out of hand. I think we need to we need to tell people to choose a side. I think they have. (laughs) No, because you got the people going back and forth to you know, Uh and it's it's just uh, oh the yeah sixty forty seventy thirty yeah yeah and and that's and that's fine but it's as we were talking about it's like Huey Long said you know you can take all the when you have enough women that you could use for the rest of your you know life save some for the rest of us yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah. Don't take, take all the women off the bed. Take all you need. All you need. All, all you, you can, can use. Right. All, everything <laughs> all you can use. That. I'm not sure if that's appropriate. <laughs> but all that, that you can enjoy. Oh, yeah. But, but leave <laughs> some for everyone else. That's all yeah. we're saying. Except I forgot that the devil put in the... Uh, the uh, uh we can't fraternize now yeah we can't fraternize no, we are we prohibited listeners. from fraternizing that is the brandy rule yeah. you guys are creepy old men well it's more of a <laughs> we are well, creepy as i old said men. it's more of a guideline really <laughs> <laughs> yeah creepy old men yeah all right so but anyway we're gonna try to record that again for we're gonna uh, re- try to record <laughs> it again for radica yeah <laughs> well no for all of our listeners who would who would who wanted us to do it but yeah i mean you know she kind of that kind of tilted the scale <laughs> in the favor of re-recording it all right uh, only be, not because and this has nothing to do with her being a woman or being or a very being attractive attract, very attractive it's young lady. because she is a loyalist absolutely absolutely and we would not do anything to violate brandy's uh non-fraternizing rule i appreciate that because dirty old men hmm. All right, let me uh, say. And that makes me the moral compass, which I think is a bigger problem. You know, Chuck's the moral compass. I look for him for my moral guidance. He's an oasis in the desert of despair. The desert of despair, and this place is despairing sometimes. All right, let me uh, give a shout-out to our Patreon supporters. Um, We are so grateful that we uh, have a growing number of people who are supporting the podcast, not only because it helps us, cover the cost of the podcast, but also it, it, it shows us that you guys like what we're doing, and we really appreciate it. So for all those who are supporting us on Patreon, thank you very much. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash historydweebs, uh, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee tiny little bit to me. Yes, anything Just like helps. the Koreans, just give them a little wee tiny what? bit. What? I'm going from that chart. Uh, there was a, you have to explain things. Cause on on our some, page, there was a, uh, a penis, penis chart. size chart, and it apparently the, the Koreans got the short end of the stick. So Kim, well, Kim Young-Yong doesn't, is it hung? Amber Croup's on a way Kim on a, on is a not hung. to Congo It's not right like the now. U.S. was way up there. Let's, let's go. No, find. it was like, what, 5.1 or something? Something, yeah. Yeah. That might kind of made me feel good, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're anomalies, Colonel. I I weighed in at a 7-2 last night, Timmy. I must have have some some kind of of genes that came from Nigeria or someplace because... I, you know, I did. I was it. closer to the Nigerian chart. <laughs> I was looking at the, I was looking at the Italians. Right, were you? Yeah, I don't have any Italian in me, but not yet. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
All right. All right. Enough of this disgusting penis talk. Let's move on. There's uh, a lot of penis talk on that page. Have you noticed that, too? Yeah, but I haven't done our... Here's the thing. This is our time, the segment where we say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Oh, okay. And I you, interrupted you You're again. interrupting. I sullied it with penis talk, Timmy. You did. These people are giving their hard-earned money to support us, and we want we need to show them respect. So please, keep your penis to yourself. <laughs> that is a general life rule for you. We would like to uh, thank, uh, seriously, we'd like to really thank our uh, supporters on Patreon, who include Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Brandy McBride, Kimberly Cameron, who is a new supporter. Thank you, Kimberly. We really appreciate it. Elise from Arkansas, thank you, Elise. Uh, uh, Scotty K from the um, Killers Nuts. Uh, Killers uh, Cults and Nut Jobs. Yes, thank you, Brandy. There you go. Podcast. TJ Young, Diane Student from the History Goes Bump podcast. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Mandy Swanson, uh, Colonel. And Mandy Swanson is having an anniversary, her fifth anniversary with her husband, Chris, on, May, on March the 3rd. So we want to send out a great big happy anniversary to uh, Mandy. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful five uh, years. Five years. They're still in love, Timmy. Yeah, they're still in love. Yeah, get over it. Yeah, you see, yeah. Uh, so, congratulations and uh, many more. Hope you have many more. Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Great uh, show. I just listened to it last night. Their latest episode is really cool. Heather Poole, Bridget Clavey, thank you very much. Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara Lopes, Lydia Fisher and her sister Ruth Ann, thank you guys so much. Dr. Jeff uh, Chestnut and his wife Don, Andrew Happ, thank you Andrew. Phyllis Munson, bless your heart, thank you Phyllis. Uh, Sarah Morgan, who is also a new uh, sponsor of the program, thank you Sarah. Melissa Montoya. Sarah Morgan's a new listener, too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Brittany Irving Martin. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, Joe Hopkins out of New York. Joe's thinking about starting his own podcast, I think. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, And uh, also, uh, Cindy Lou. Can't forget Cindy Lou. She's one of our oldest, uh, not one of our oldest, but one of our longtime uh, supporters. Uh, Thank you, Cindy Lou. And Rudy, the Wonder Dog. All right, you ready? Are we ready to talk about this topic, Brandy? Let's talk about Dana. Dana Plato. Of course, uh, Dana Michelle Plato led quite an interesting life, uh, Brandy. I bet she did. Full of dizzying dizzying heights and earth-shattering lows. Well, yeah, sounds like my Saturday night. She came to fame as a child star. This is when they had that long stretch of where child stars just, their life just sucked. Uh, she came to fame as a child star but found out soon enough that early fame often has its pitfalls. Kind of like Elisa Jones. Remember we did Buffy? We talked about Buffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best known for her role as Kimberly Drummond on the TV series Different Strokes. Uh, Dana went through a lot while never quite escaping the scrutiny of the media and fans. She was making, you know, she was making like, uh, at, toward the end, she was making $100,000 an episode on that show. 
That's the different different strokes, of course, if you're not familiar, was a very popular show in the mm-hmm. '70s. So we can think it was like one of the '80s, top, '80s, 80s. One of the top shows, right? I thought you know, so. Shows, yeah. I don't know because I was a kid. Anyway, let's talk about her early life. Actress uh, Dana Michelle Strain was her real name. She was born on November seventh, nineteen sixty-four, in Maywood, California. Now, November seventh, Colonel, that is before. It's before Christmas, so she was just sore when the holidays came. But now you know she wasn't cooking no Thanksgiving dinner because she was like every other. Well, I just had a baby. Look at me. Yeah, but they 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 milk that for all they. Oh, they they do. Yeah, I do. I was over. I I had my youngest, uh, one of my nephews Saturday, and um, his sister stayed home. She's eight months old, and Dominique, my my niece, was still acting like she just had the baby yesterday. Like, oh, I got two little kids. I got so much to do. What do you mean you got so much to do? Just leave some food laying around? No. They're feral children. They'll feed themselves. Really? I mean, children have an instinct for survival. Just like uh, dogs. Exactly. You mm-hmm. leave food around on the floor, they'll, they'll grab it. They'll... I raised children before. Mm-hmm. So Dana Michelle Strain was born in 1964. Her birth mother was a woman named Linda Strain. She was 16 years old. She was an unwed mother, and she had already been struggling to support an 18-month-old child. So, that, golly, Miss Yeah, golly. she she got uh, Dana got off to a pretty rough start. Um, Linda Strain, her mother, gave her up for adoption as an infant, and she was taken in by a Southern California couple. Uh, Dean and Florine Plato in June of 1965. So Dean and Florine? When she was just maybe like six months old, seven months old, she was uh, adopted by this, uh, yeah, Dean and Florine, also known as Kay Plato, her mother, her adopted mother. Um, Dean and Kay Plato uh, raised... Um, the inf- raised uh, Dana in San Fernando Valley. Sounded like she ended, landed with a really good um, uh, fa- couple. couple. Yeah, um, but they got divorced when she was three, and she was raised primarily by her adopted mother, who began taking her to uh, casting calls when she was uh, still a baby. By the age of seven, Dana was appearing in television commercials and film and films and was training to be a figure skater. She uh, ended up being on the uh, Indy uh, National Championships. Dana did. It's and like she, we were leading parallel lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you were you were you were quite, uh, me quite, and Brandy did uh, quite we, the figure. We do the we, triple we, axel Kenyon? Uh, of course. <laughs> okay. Me and Brandy have done uh, Couples ice skating. I didn't know that. So yeah. Ice dancing. And Friday, if you go to Western Rollerama on the west side, you will find me and Brandy at the roller rink. Doing roller dancing. Roller dancing. Well, for sure. Yeah. Oh, he was name. Brian Boitano before Brian Boitano <laughs> yeah. was cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Not all many right. people do. Timmy, we don't like to brag. All right. All right. I would love to see you two perform. Well. Because you sure don't do it here on the podcast. <laughs> That's hurtful. Anyway, and I know Dana was quite the figure skater, and she at one point she had to choose between acting and going to the Olympics. 
Uh, yep. yep, parallel lives. She mm-hmm. landed over a hundred TV com- roles in TV commercials as a child, uh, including appearances on commercials such as uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Arco, and Dole Bananas. She's a very cute kid. She really was, but if you look at some of her photos when she was younger, uh, Mm -hmm. in some of the photos of of her, even when she was like an early teen, young teen, it's quite provocative. I mean, yeah, yeah, they they sexualized her. Yeah. Um, She was chosen. You'll appreciate this, uh, Brandy. Yes. Dana was chosen for the lead in the movie, The Exorcist. Oh, and that bitch Linda Blair took it, didn't she? Based well, loosely based on your life, Devil. Yeah. Well, since I wasn't born yet, yes, it was very loosely. But based if you on remember when we talked about Buffy, Anise Jones, uh-huh, uh-huh. she was also she was a, trying to get yeah, the she was trying to get that role. that role. But it ended up going to Linda Blair because uh, Dana's mother thought it would be inappropriate for her, so she said no. Linda Blair ended up being a train wreck too. Yeah, that's she kind of pulled herself together. She did. Well, uh, when you know, we'll talk about this later. But in toward the end, she's not dead. In her last interview, she was at. She was at. Dana was asked about that. She did. And we'll talk about this. She did an interview the day before Dana died. She did an interview on Howard Stern, and they were talking, asking her about that. And she said, "Well, you know, look, look how Linda Blair's life didn't exactly go." smoothly after that so she thought it she still thought it was a good decision although i don't know if they get royalties off of that for, i don't know but i don't know how it works probably depends on the contract i guess and Linda probably Blair did those women's prisons movies after that those was oh yeah, yeah where she was raped by a cage remember they raped her with a uh, broom handle in one of the I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was like a TV made for. It was a big deal at the time. It was like a made for TV movie. Was it a true story? No, no, no. She was in some type of institution, uh, like correctional facility for juveniles, and there was oh, a okay. uh, there's a graphic rape scene, <clears throat> and it was on television, and it was I mean, it was an after school special. No, it wasn't after school special. <laughs> this but was it, before Scared Straight, <laughs> but it was the first one. Yeah. Uh, I like. I wish I could think the name. No, of she it. was in those. She would do those prison movies where. And it they, might be. It might win one that they released as a feature film, and they, it ended up on TV. I don't remember, but I remember seeing it when I was a kid. It was very controversial at the time. But anyway, uh, Dana's mother decided that uh, she should not do The Exorcist, so she missed out on that, and she refused to let her. Do the film. Meanwhile, Linda Blair got the part and went on, of course, as we know, to stardom. But as Brandy said, she had her own issues. But uh, she did end up in a role uh, in 1975 called Beyond the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that hit. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a sleeper hit, though. Mm-hmm. You may not have seen it. You may not have seen it. But... She, uh, it was a cult classic. She was not as popular as The Exorcist. She was also, uh, she was also, she, her mom made her turn down the role, the lead role in Pretty Baby. Well, you know, her mom wasn't a great, a very good momager, was she? Well, I don't want, I think, I don't know about that, but uh, Brooke Shields did okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good momager. Does she get an Oscar for that? I don't think so. I remember watching that, dude. I remember watching that on HBO. It was mm-hmm. like, it, 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 we didn't get HBO, but if it's the right time of night, the fuzz, yeah. you could just kind of <laughs> make out. Make that, out, yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, I mean, it was like masturbation material. So you kind of mm. watched it and... <laughs> you had you know what I'm saying. Every now saying, and girl. then you get a, just a, br- a brief glimpse of a boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, everything, if yeah. the stars all aligned. So there you yeah. are laying, because, you, you know, at, 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 at regular TV went off at like at midnight or one o'clock. One o'clock, a- yeah. HBO was on all mm-hmm. the time. And you could turn it on, and it was all fuzz because we didn't, you know, we couldn't pay. We yeah. were going to pay for a cable, but you could just barely make out the the, the, the people, and but you could hear the sound fine. And so I remember watching Pretty Baby like that, and I was like, it was a big deal. But anyway, remember she show, had a sex scene. in Remember that. Showtime After Dark, Timmy? Yes, yes. Oh. Skinamax. Skin Cinema, yeah. Remember, oh, wasn't nice. the show on uh, HBO where they did the taxi direct? Conf- oh, Taxi Cab Confessions. Yeah, yeah. God. A lot of spanking material there, Colonel. Oh, yeah. And you really, you can never... You could never have too much in the spank. Bank no, I, you know, you need to use multimedia. You, you need do. your magazines. Yeah. You need your internet so just to be well people, rounded. So many <laughs> people just turn to the internet today. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, when growing up, we had Detective, True Detective magazines. Mm-hmm. We had. That's why all these bondage freaks are around now because of. We freaks. had. We had the Sears and Roebuck catalog where you True could look at the lingerie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the lingerie section yeah. in Sears and Roebuck. J.C. Penney. Yeah, National Geographic. Na- oh, yeah, where they showed the boobs hanging yeah. down to the knees. Yeah. That was, yeah. It was not as hot, but it was still boobs. <laughs> See, I just we used to get home when I was in college, and uh, me and my, one of my roommates, we'd get home just so late at night, and that was the only thing on was Skinamax. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Tweed, always. Yeah. And so we tried, like, one summer we worked up, like, how many Shannon Tweed movies are we going to watch? And we got up to, like, 25. Well, I mean, it really, you can't watch too many. And she was always, you know, she's a psycho, she's a sex therapist, she's a <laughs> yeah. psychotherapist. She's, We're with the glasses. You know, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and she yeah. never did porn, did she? No, it was, I she think it was just, always those B movies. Yeah. 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 Well, Dana, unfortunately, would fall into a lot of B movies after her hit TV series, but we'll get into that. Um, she did grab it. She, even though she wasn't in the Exorcist, she was did get a small part in Exorcist Two, The Heretic, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> <laughs> a, a film that was voted one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, we didn't see that. No, um, but her fortunes, Dana's fortunes, began to turn when she was spotted by a producer, a TV producer, when she made a brief appearance on TV, uh, the TV's uh, The Gong Show. You remember the gong uh, show? I don't mm-hmm. remember the gong show. You do not remember the gong show? It was before my time. Chuck Barris? Chuck Barris? No. The, the, uh, I was born in 74. Gene and the Dancing mm-hmm. Machine? No. I was born oh in God. 74. Chuck Barris was with the CIA, I think, mm-hmm. Colonel. Oh, he was? Yeah. But uh, the unknown comic? I mean, you don't remember none of that? Jeez. No. Man, you're weird. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, uh, are you saying you don't know anything about the American Revolution because you was born in 1974? Yeah, I don't get it. The Gong Show I mean, is not history. Really, you need to read read a book. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. I mean, Jesus. enlighten yourself, woman. You, it's like you're coming out of here from the Stone Ages or something. I, I was born in 1974, so I don't have to know about the Great Depression. I don't have to know about I didn't say you know, that, World you fucking II. jackass. I'm just saying... No, you're just say, flapping your fucking gums that we for say no reason. That happened prior to your birth is like no, wasn't but important. I didn't watch the Gong Show. I was too little. I didn't watch it, and it's not something it's that in I reruns. tried to. 
It's on cable all but over. See, it's not something that I care about. I don't give a shit it's about funny. watching the like Kong World show. War II. It's funny. It's a really funny show. I, I, maybe. Do you know we actually dropped bombs on Japan? Nuclear bombs. Yeah, Nuclear, two of them. Two, two of them. Two. Nagasaki? Not, at the, not at the same time. Do you time. know if I hit you in the throat that you won't be able to <laughs> breathe or swallow for a day and a half? Well, I'm just trying. See, this is what we get from trying to make you a Educate. better person. Yeah, it's called history dweebs, you know? Yeah. Why don't so you learn be helpful about if you know history. History. Crack open a book. By definition. The Gong Show is not fucking history. <laughs> history it's by definition history. is no, like I what know happened in the past. Do you, you know who Genghis Khan is? Does the name Hitler ring it was, a bell It was Mrs. You? Khan's husband. Yeah. Gladys. Gladys Khan. Gladys and Genghis. <laughs> <laughs> Gladys Khan and the Pips. <laughs> the, so, I mean, it, it would not hurt you to. And crack open a book. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just, I know you took physical education and economics. You know, you got a C plus. Yeah. You should have blown your history professor <laughs> yeah. because your history sucks. <laughs> it's you're a little weak there, devil. I'm just saying. Crack are are we done? Can we get back to this crackhead we, here? Yeah, I mean, it just oh, be nice. Don't call her a crackhead. If we knew, it'd be nice if you had a little. If you had some kind of foundation on what we were talking oh my about. God. I mean, it's like me and Timmy are. are we're well rounded. You're old. <laughs> You're old. Timmy. You were around when all that was going on. You were around when Andy Griffith ran the first time. <laughs> you were around for that. I've caught those things on reruns. The Gong Show is not something that I give two flying rat titties about. No, so, I, you, you know, I, I, I was alive when Get Smart was on. Net. <laughs> <laughs> it was on network TV. Uh, Timmy, is uh, am I the only one that's feeling a little? Like Leave my, it to Beaver was like it just in first run. <laughs> yeah, my my back's hurting a little bit. Timmy, is oh you aren't carrying my ass. Hand. I'll tell you that you yeah. are not <laughs> carrying my ass, and that's my fucking joke. So you just simmer down over there. Your back is going to hurt. <laughs> Will you, uh, Colonel, work on that? Do not resuscitate order. <laughs> Do not pull the steak out of that heart. <laughs> no, leave that shit there. All right, back to Dana. So she made a lot of commercials. And she was a crackhead. And it just reminds it, you of some of the girls that you've dated. That's why you're so defensive. Quit no. defiling a poor woman's yeah, memory. She's, God she rest her soul. Life. What do you yeah. care? She wanted, is your family? Is she part of the West uh, Side? She had a tragic Now, life. see, you are the most unempathetic person I've ever seen in my entire life. That's not the even true. The poor girl ran into problems. Yeah, Hollywood shoot I, up, You know, and out. people like and what that. what do you call it? I'm a, she's a crackhead There's whore. people on her page that, call her that, crack like, that like that that she's so unempathetic. Yeah. Well, so I didn't say she was a crack whore. Go I said she's a crackhead. Well, what? they need to they need to go to the first church. First of the church of the Latter Day Colonel. They need a little soul saving, and I can name off before I give shout outs. I could name ten off the top of my head. Amber Croup. But uh, <laughs> wow, Amber, Jim Wicks. Amber, and Jim Jen Wicks, are Jim perfect Wicks. just the way they are. You leave them alone. No, they need some hands laid on those girls. Well, first of all, no, that's why I have <laughs> the no, the no, no fraternizing. Yeah, no the healing hands, devil. Still, the healing hands. I know you're getting. He's, he's a professional. No, yeah. he's not. It's a man of God. I'm he's a not a professional anything. I'm certified. You're certifiable. <laughs> I'm. I'm a minister. No, you don't practice the word of God. Devil. You don't know what I do with my chickens and my. <laughs> I'm afraid the there's a lot of people on our Facebook page would be placing hands on each other. If they <laughs> yeah. well, they some of them around each other's necks. <laughs> All right, so and tell some me, of them like that. That's <laughs> the scary part. Tell me about Amber the, Croup. 
Tell me. <laughs> Hammer crew. Leave her alone. Just kidding, guys. Jokers. We love you guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Dana, okay? Please. So she's on the gong show. Uh, wait a minute. And let me also just say that you could insert what we've got going here. You could insert the name of any girl that you've dated, <laughs> and this is their story. Well, well because except, most of them are still alive. Well, that's the only difference. I'm still yeah. getting checks from Timmy. Yeah, <laughs> none of them. Chrissy. None, none of so them. So you could say Chrissy. None of them were. None of them say, were. Uh, none, what was Diane? Dirty Diane. Diane. Yeah. Diana was a nice girl. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. She called you every week from prison. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go visit her in prison? Uh, no. Because she wanted <laughs> okay. bail. Did you no, ever put anything? She wasn't in prison. Did you, she... put money, you put money did, in you her commissary, don't no, you? No, no, no. You did. No. I think I did. you did. I did not. She I'm... was never in jail. She was in rehab. No, no she, was she wasn't. Jail. She was at the oh, Justice she in, Center. Yeah, she was in county for a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you put money in her commissary. No, no, no. Do you not remember that? No, I did that? not put money in her commissary. <laughs> I, I sent her a card, but I didn't put money in her commissary. Mm-hmm. She was struck like she was you an sent her, Wait a minute. You sent her money in the card? No, you can't do that. You that sent her a file. That would be unseemly. He did buy, buy her cigarettes, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. She actually... Shit's like gold. He bought her for a pack of cigarettes. No. I was afraid to give her money because I was afraid she'd use it on heroin. There you go. <laughs> she was, I mean, she had a problem. She, and she was in reco- winter, winter chicken dinner. She was in recovery when I knew her. And Inky, and I mean, we could insert so <laughs> yeah. many names Chrissy. here. Chrissy, Inky was, uh, she was all right. Inky's okay. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you can send a gift to this address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was a, she was dreaming. All right. So, so anyway, I guess I need to tell that story. So Any name. I met a woman named Inky. We had a... Not her real name, surprisingly. <laughs> you don't even know what her real name was. There you go. But anyway. But you did fornicate with her. And the next day I'm leaving, <laughs> or she's leaving in a cab or whatever, and she and she goes, here's my address in case you want to send me a gift. I'm like, what the fuck? What's that mean? I mean, she was a whore and she expected to be paid. <laughs> yeah. Well, she would be. I mean, I mean, she's probably still waiting for that. Well, probably, <laughs> which means you kind of... You kind of went back on your deal. No, I mean, I, no I there think, was no deal. It was it was legitimate. Oh, I'm pretty sure. No, no, I'm pretty no, sure no. when your name is Inky, <laughs> because she had tattoos. the deal is implied. I no, think I get we that. We called her Inky, didn't we? No, uh, that was her was name. No, that was that was her. Uh, that was her name. plenty of fish name. Yeah, she's a very cool lady. I don't want to disparage her name. No, let's not do no, that. She may be listening. We we became friends after that. So. Anyway, back back to this back to Dana. <laughs> Give me that look, please. Putting my script over my eyes so I can read this. You're disturbing me. I'm disturbing you. You're, I haven't heard from Diana for a long time. You, I wonder if she's alive. I don't know. I hope so. She's, oh, oh, she's beautiful. I don't care. No. She yeah. was very pretty. You said, she seriously. Was pretty. She was beautiful. First of all, woman. you, every time you look at a picture of some ad fecker, ad fecker, I'd do her. I'd do her. Yeah, all right, but, but you showed her picture today. Not saying anything. It's still and what, not saying anything. What did Dave say? What did your husband Dave say? I'd do her. Okay. <laughs> still not saying anything. Okay. Well, she you got to admit, she was attractive. She was lady. trashy looking. Well, was, that, that's not besides the point. No, that's completely the point. She wore a miniskirt and like. 40 degree weather 40 degree weather yeah. not just a mini skirt it was more like a like a, one of those armbands that you might push those down a yeah. sweat band to wrap but hanging out the bottom she could wear it you had a minute she could wear it she's trashy yeah that's, that's, that's a kind of like, ain't nothing wrong with trashy women all right 
Back to Dana, please. No, both my children will date them, so <laughs> I got that to look forward to. Back to, <laughs> back to Dana. Um, so anyway, she's on the Gong Show, and a TV producer sees her on Gong Show on the Gong Show, and he's scouting for talent for a new sitcom called Different Strokes. Should I play the theme song? No, you already did. And I'm still thinking of the uh, Facts, of, Facts Life. of Life theme song in my it's head. It's not it. Because Charlotte Ray was on both shows. She was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. She did? No. She's still alive. Uh, I'm taking her in the Deadpool. I, I know that because her name came up in the Deadpool. That's why I know that she's still alive. She's too old for the Deadpool. But I think I will grab Todd Bridges while we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he he's turned his good. life. Yeah, he turned his life around. Yeah. We'll talk about him later. Uh, Dana yeah. was offered a job, to, uh, offered the part of Kimberly Drummond, and it was 1977. She was 13 years old, and she was at a crossroads because she could either accept a, a compete for a spot on the U.S. Uh, figure skating Olympic uh, U.S. Olympic figure skating team or star in the new sitcom. What would you do, Brandy? Star in a sitcom. Chuck. Figure skating, Timmy. Yeah, we have different dreams. I would have chased my dream. I, I, you know, I think I would have went with the figure skating too, because you, know, I mean, you only get one shot at the Olympics. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not true. Well, yeah, you can have multiple shots, but you're, you're. She was 13, so for figure skating, that's about, you're about the height. You're about it. You're because pretty, once you start working, no. no, but once you start acting, you can't devote the time that you have. That's to true. It. You know, uh, Christy Yamaguchi. I was so in love with her. I'm shocked. Oh my I'm glad God. I was sitting down for yeah, that. That surprises Michelle Kwan. Oh no. my yeah. God. Do you remember that Debbie? Um, yeah, Debbie Thomas. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. she's like a crackhead in a trailer now. Oh. She's crazy. She? I loved her. I yes. loved her when she was young. She is crazy. I saw her, I saw her at the uh, Coliseum. Yeah. She's re- she was she was, she was very good. Oh, my God. But she got... And, you know, they spend... I mean, like, they they wake up, like, before dawn. Oh, and I they know. they work all day on it. I know, but she is... She's, like... She's got some mental issues, and she's... I, don't you think that's part, part of it? I mean, don't you think that could lead to it, being working so much as a kid? I think when you no. focus that much on so, any one thing as a kid... No, we're talking tinfoil over the windows crazy. Oh, oh. oh is she? Yeah, not yeah. just, like, a manic depressive or anything. Uh, I mean, like... I'm sorry to hear that, because I always... Yeah. Li- I liked her. I liked her when she was in the uh, Olympics. I'd do it. Nope. Glad I was sitting down for that, too. <laughs> anyway, she, Dana ended up choosing the sitcom because it, uh, it offered her an opportunity to play Kimberly Drummond on the NBC sitcom Different Strokes. I mean, you know, that's, it, back in the day, uh, you know, there was three networks. And so if you, had a, if you had a gig on a TV series, that was a pretty big deal. Uh, it wasn't like today where there are, you know, all these cable right. channels and things. The sitcom, uh, Different Strokes, also starred child actors Gary Coleman and Todd Bridges, as well as veteran actress Charlotte Ray. There she is, yeah. Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett, who went on to star in her spinoff, uh, which was Facts of Life, right? Yep. And Trudy, man, Trudy was hot in that. Yeah, Trudy? She, Trudy she got was. big knockers, Colonel. Tootie? Yeah. Tootie, yeah. Tootie, yeah. yeah. Christ. She had big knockers, Colonel. Yeah. I I always look for you for a knocker uh, for a breast comment, and you're letting me down. No, you can't go wrong with big knockers. Although it does, um, now she couldn't have been a figure skater. No, no, she's top heavy. Yeah. Anyway, I always like that girl. What was the black girl in uh, Saved by the Bell? Oh, Lark something or another. At least a title was her name in 
yeah, Lisa, Lisa Turtle, Turtle or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And she was cute. In 2015, Debbie Thomas was living in a bed bug infested, infested trailer, trailer in oh. Appalachians Mountains. Oh. She was an orthopedic surgeon. Oh. She doesn't want to do that anymore. She went from it. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Debbie Thomas was a figure skater, went to the Olympics. Did she win and get medals in the Olympics? I think she got third, maybe. I don't remember. Okay, so that would she be She got a bronze. bronze. Okay, a bronze. And then she, after that, she became so dedicated. She became an orthopedic surgeon. Become an orthopedic surgeon, and now she's homeless? She, no, she, has she a trailer. got a trailer, bed bug infested trailer. Oh my she God. and her fiancé, Jamie Looney. 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 Wow. Well, uh, she attributes her current predicament to the high legal fees surrounding the divorce from her second husband. Oh, see, that's why you never get married. And the costly child support. Oh, so she's paying child support. She had, oh, Looney has alcohol and anger problems. Oh, I'm sorry he, to hear that. He evidently beats on her. Well, uh, Debbie, if you're out there, you're listening, we would love for you to come on to the podcast. We'd love to interview you. Yes. I'll and, tell and, you. And, 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 you know, she sounds like she's had a hard way to go. So I hope her, I hope it. She's an orthopedic her. surgeon. Yeah, but I mean, you know, something is wrong there. You don't go from being an orthopedic surgeon to living in a trailer without something, you know. I she's told bipolar. You. She's diagnosed uh, with bipolar disorder. Is that what it? I'll wi- tell you. Is one, that what Wiki says? Yeah, I'll tell you one that. I, I mean, because we're not disper. I mean, because we're making statements. Is that what you're? No, that's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Okay, that's what we're referencing. Disorder. We don't know. We know that Wiki says it. Yeah, we Wiki, know. That we just according know to Wiki. Okay. Um, I'll tell you one that though that would not. Uh, yeah, this is after you were born, so you should remember. I would have wore out was Katarina Vitt, remember? Oh, yeah. That she little, was German. She's oh, a Nazi. She would whoop your ass. Yeah. No, she would she, slit your throat with an ice skate. Nine! Yeah. <laughs> they did that crazy stuff, and they ain't no safe words with Germans. She was, Nine! She would have <laughs> yeah, slit your throat with an ice skate. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I figured Tanya Harding was more your speed. <laughs> yeah, she was. Although, Tanya. you know, I wasn't that big on uh, Nancy Kerrigan, though. She kind of had a horse mouth. She had a comment. She didn't have it coming, but she had a horse mouth, and then she was a big baby about it. She was a big baby about it. I've been oh, yeah. in the knee with a baseball. Do you know? Did you before. see uh, Tanya Harding when the pictures that they took of her, like on her honeymoon, where she's holding her husband's spooge in her between her fingers? Oh, no. so gross. No, why did you see them? Because you know, at the time, I guess her husband sold them to make money after they broke up sure. or whatever. I don't know that. I mean, I know that they they appeared somewhere like in Hustler or something. I don't know. Anyway, back to back to young Dana. Who uh, is just now getting into the TV game with uh, Different Strokes. Different Strokes uh, was an American sitcom that first aired on NBC from on November third, nineteen seventy eight, which was right around her birthday, right? We said she was born when November, November the seventh. Yeah. yeah. So right uh, when she, got she that as a birthday, she present. was yeah just right before her fourteenth birthday. Um, the stars in the show was Gary Coleman, of course, who had, who was a little person, right? He had some, uh, I think he had a kidney. He had that, but I don't know what the. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't fully grown, right? He was short. Right. And Todd Bridges played Arnold. Oh, no, Gary Coleman played Arnold and Todd played Willis Jackson. Mm -hmm. They were two uh, African-American boys from Harlem who was taken in by a rich white Park Avenue businessman and widower named Philip Drummond, and that part was played by uh, Conrad Bain. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And his daughter was Kimberly Diane Plato, so she was the the daughter of this rich guy that took in 
Gary Coleman and Todd Bridges' uh, characters. Uh, okay, so he, her mother used to work for him. So I didn't know that. His mother used to work for, or in the series, mm-hmm. Gary Coleman and Todd Bridges. Yeah, she was a maid or something. Yeah, and used to work for him, and then she died, and he he took him over. So it was like contrasting their lives, moving from Harlem to Midtown right. and all that. And okay. Gary Coleman got famous for his, uh, yeah, his he had, line, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah, Willis is his older brother, and he it was, was. It was very similar. They would always it say it was very similar. Gary Coleman impression. What you talking about? They would Willis? do that every. Either one of you should do that. They do that. At, they at least once a show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point in the show. Okay, that was like a tagline. Okay, so anyway, during the first season and the first half of the second season, Charlotte Ray also starred in as the Drummond's housekeeper, Mrs. Garrett, mm-hmm. and then she went on to her own show called The Facts of Life, as we mentioned. The series, uh, uh, Different Strokes, made stars out of the, all three of the child actors, Gary Coleman, Todd Bridges, and Dana Plato. Um, and the series became famous because they had some very special episodes. So they took on some, like, edgy subjects at the time, like racism. Janet Jackson was on Different Strokes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, yes, um, she, was. she was in Different Strokes. And, I knew her. And they were Something. asking... Um, uh, in this Howard Stern interview, we'll talk about later. Her last interview, they were asking what uh, how she looked naked, uh, if she ever seen Janet Jackson naked. So she would only say that she's a beautiful woman and she's a nice person. That's all she would say, Dana. Well, so, you know. yeah, but um, it, I have seen Janet Jackson naked. Yeah. Well, you watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, you're ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so. They were. It was kind of edgy. They had. To, they took on drug use, kidnapping, child sex abuse. I mean, a lot of. And, and this was a lighthearted sitcom. But they took on. This show took on some of these serious topics. Um, now, all three of the child stars, Gary Coleman, Todd Bridges, and Dana, would experience problems adapting to stardom. The show became very popular and reached its height uh, when it reached number seventeen in the Nielsen TV ratings in 1980. That's as high as it goes. Yeah, I thought it would be much higher too, yeah. but I guess it, there was, you know, I, and there wasn't that many shows on at the time. So, but it was on for a few years. Um, it ran for a total of eight seasons. The first seven seasons it aired on ABC, and its final season it was picked up and aired on NBC. So I didn't know that. I, didn't I thought it was an NBC thing. All I did the time. too. I thought I, when I thought about it, it was NBC as well, but we were wrong. I didn't realize it was on for eight years. Yeah. God. Dana's girl-next-door cuteness and seemingly effortless way with comedy won her a lot of fans uh, during the show's primetime run. It ran, I think it was on Saturday nights, if I remember right, mm-hmm. uh, from 1978 to 1986. To cope with the pressure, see, when you say to cope with the pressure, you know nothing's going to follow that sentence. To cope with the pressure of their newly found fame. It's never like they went on a yoga retreat and <laughs> yeah. learned how to center <laughs> right, themselves and right, breathe. Yeah. Right, it's not good. Plato and her young co-stars began living a hedonistic lifestyle, Brandy. Hedonistic. Hedonistic? Yeah, hedonistic. There you go. Off the set, including experimenting with pot and cocaine after hours. Hmm. Pot and cocaine. The devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the devil's powder. Devil's sugar. During yeah, her years, you know a little bit about that, don't you, Devil? I don't know anything. During mm-hmm. her years on different strokes, 
and she was making, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but she had, toward the end, she was making $100,000 an episode. You did mention it. That's a pretty good, good bank. She struggled with drugs and alcohol during, the, during some uh, later years of uh, the show's run. She admitted to drinking and using cannabis and cocaine, much like brandy. Mm-hmm. Before and, the show today. And suffered an, uh, an overdose when she was just 14 years old. When she was 19, she moved in with rock guitarist Lanny Lambert. Oh. In December of 19. Lanny. 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 That's right, <laughs> Lanny. wonder if he's got red, greasy hair. <laughs> Lanny Lambert in December of 1983. Brandy's going to end up with a Lanny before it's all over with. She don't start treating Dave right. Hmm. In April 1984, Dana married Lanny on July 2nd, 1984. So... Lanny and Dana got married uh, when she was 19. Wendy, um, here's a sad thing, Brandy. And this is kind of, this is kind of sucking. This is why I kind of felt bad for her, Brandy. Why? Because in April, or I'm sorry, in um, July 1984, Lanny and Dana had a baby. Tyler Edward Lambert was born. Now, that's all good, right? Sure. Reason to celebrate. Sure. But the network did not think so because um, Dana had played this wholesome young teenager. Oh, they found out When they found out that she was pregnant, um, the network brass decided that the actress did no longer fit their wholesome in- image of How the show. How old was she at the time? She was 19 in real life. Yeah. So, and she was married. So, I mean, sure. Uh, but uh, they released her from her contract in 1984. Now, she would come back and do a final season in 19, uh, from 1985 to 1986, but then the show was canceled in right. 1986. The ratings were low, and the show was canceled. So um, thus begins the downward spiral of one Dana Plato. That took a long time. I know. But all all three of the show's child stars experienced various legal problems. Yeah, um, they all were train wrecks after this. They were all train wrecks, but Todd Bridges and Dana Plato also struggled with drug addictions, all of which were documented in the press. The press and fans of the series blamed the cast's personal problems of faltering careers on what was eventually dubbed the curse of different strokes by various tabloids. By 1986, when the show was canceled, Dana, well, Timmy, see, mm-hmm. This is his writing. Dana had blossomed into a striking young woman. Oh, see. You like that, Colonel? That's pretty, Timmy. Thank you. That's lovely. I try to paint a picture, Colonel. You know, I believe you give Maggie Ann Glover a run for a moment. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's more. She'd blossomed into a striking young woman, but her acting career could never escape the long shadows cast by her sitcom stardom. Okay, well, first of all, before you must find out, because we mentioned this in the podcast that, you know, the lost episode. We refer to now as the lost episode of, you know, Wesley Dodd. Mm -hmm. And as I was mentioning then, we have a large project that we we are working on at work. We are. Mm -hmm. It's very very time-consuming, would you say? Here we go. (laughs) What would you say it's going to take us hours to do, right? Oh, days. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, weeks maybe. So, it lands on our lap, and we're asked, the three of us, to work on it. Now, every day when I come in and do these podcasts, I'm criticized... By? By Chuck. Okay. About my writing ability. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we get this thing. It's going to require our... object. Hours. object. I, you can't I object. I do not criticize not. about your script. She does. You do. You're always making fun of my script. No, I I'm think that's a lovely... No, 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 no. Turn so, of phrase. So, so this guy, this guy, <laughs> I go into his office and says, Chuck, we got to work on this project. And he said, yeah, we need to break it up. I was thinking maybe... Maybe you could write it. And I look at him like, why would you think that I should be the one writing it? And he says, because you're really the, you're, you're the best writer of the three of us. This motherfucker, every day <laughs> we come in and do a podcast, complains about my writing. I have not. All of a I sudden. I yet to hear one complain in this, in this whole podcast about your script. Uh, the devil over here mocking it. You I are. I am telling you how how much you're I encouraging the mo- you're a mocking flower. encourager. <laughs> Never mind the fact that. Let me let me just state that on that, Timmy and I are working collaboratively on our big project. You can't be bothered to show up before oh, oh, ten or eleven o'clock. I know. Yeah, right. Hold on. Hold By the time he shows up, it's podcast time. <laughs> I know. By the time he shows up, all he does is podcast. That's his old job. <laughs> it's bullshit. I know. Hold on. Hold on, Timmy goes to lunch to get the blue plate special at okay. quarter to eleven. That's because I'm here at six in the morning. <laughs> okay, you, that's you, you're six. You're not here until noon. <laughs> that, no, that's not true. I, that's I, I was here before noon today. Today, but most of the days you you, you're you still roll late in. for meetings. <laughs> 
was most of the days you roll in. And th- there's no way we can work collaborative. Me and Brandy's been working on this thing the last three days. Me and Brandy worked on it when you stayed home. Okay, one day. And and the last three, the last three day. No, you got two questions done. <laughs> the last three days, Brandon's right. We knocked out by eleven questions. or so. We've we've knocked them out. Yeah, without you here, you have not contributed <laughs> one bit. But you know what? We still got to put his name on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's I know. All right, back to Dana. Tommy, <laughs> you seem a little. See, I've noticed. There are days. Talking monkeys. I'm ordering a fucking talking monkey and I'm going to sit it right in your chair. I'm no longer in danger of being, a, being replaced with the Oh, you're monkey. in danger. I was going to say, how do, how all of a sudden did she become the now good guy here? But here's the other question. Well, she's, what a talking monkey have lost our last podcast? <laughs> I say no. Was, well, I'm, you know what? A talking monkey would not have a no fraternizing uh, rule for us to follow. <laughs> I stand by that rule. I'm just saying. For you guys. That was draining you. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. So, so you're allowed to fraternize? That doesn't I, seem fair. I don't fraternize. Fraternize. Whatever. It, uh, Back to Dana. I'm lucky I fraternize with the two of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, by 1980, okay, so she's a striking young woman, blah, long shadows, blah, blah, blah. All right. Okay, again with the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is a script you're expected to read. I don't write it for you to skip over things. Read it. You think? Do you think when it was doing The Godfather, Pacino looked at the script and said, blah, blah, oh, blah? Hell no. no he'd been he out on his ass. He oh, would have yeah, if he would've... already read the line. <laughs> blah, right. blah, blah, blah. No, there was no blah, blah, blah in his script. See, I'm trying to be on your but, side here. Thank you, Colonel. I'm an unlikely oh, ally in this fight against the devil. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Colonel. All right. Enough of that. Back to the story. Detach your lips from his taint. <laughs> Back to the story. After the birth of her son, Tyler, Plato had a difficult time establishing a career that separated her from her different strokes image. She appeared in B-movies and video games, eventually agreeing to star in adult films for quick cash. Yeah, she, she talked about that on that interview, and she said that what happened was it got rated as an adult movie because during the taping, it was a B-movie, really, mm-hmm. and during the taping there was this pseudo-lesbian scene, and the, her breast touched the breast of the, another her co-star or mm-hmm. another actress, and that gave it a uh, X rating. So, why wouldn't you put that in there? Why do you like want to now be the oracle of Dana Plato trivia? <laughs> I'm just you trying to add to there. the story. Whatever. Trying to contribute. That's Life all. took a turn for the worse in 1988 when her mother died the same week that she and her husband split up. That's her adopted mother. Dana Plato's mother, Florine K. Plato, who had guided her career, died of a blood disease in January of 1988. Uh, Dana and Larry had been having problems for some time. Lanny. And they, Lanny. Lanny, sorry. Well, it says Larry here, so. <laughs> it's Lanny. Okay, Lanny. Is it Lanny? Is it Lanny or is it Larry? Which one is it supposed to be? Lanny, go. All right. So they split up. Again, in this sentence, they split up the same week that Kay's Yeah, so she's, her life's starting to fall apart. She lost her job. She's lost her husband. Her mother, now she's lost her husband. Now she lost Lanny. Well, Dana and Lanny or Larry, would. Or Larry, we're not sure. <laughs> yeah. So Dana and this guy would divorce this guy. in March of 1990, and Dana was allowed visitation of her son, but her husband won physical custody of Tyler. Uh, 
well, here we go. And in another in another big blow, Lambert gained legal custody of their son, citing Plato's addiction to drug and alcohol. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, and we're, you're emphasizing it now. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, now he's 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 driving home the point. Thank you. Right here. I mean, if you nobody pulled your string. I'm just saying. Did you you? Apparently, when I hear lip from you, I'll peel it off my zipper. <laughs> his name, his name was Lanny. 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 Okay. Apparently, Timmy. See, he you was can a take the same. For who? I don't know. I don't know. Was he a bass guitarist? I don't know. But in, later in her life, she would do a lot of these public uh, appearances at uh, like heavy metal oh, uh, yeah. shows and sign autographs. You know, it's a publicity thing. Well, sure. So, hush. So maybe it was death metal. She but claimed. I'm just guessing. She claimed. <laughs> I have no I cannot confirm or deny what type of music right. he played other than he was a rock guitarist in desperation he, he played for Christopher Cross didn't he I don't know maybe I bet he did play sailing maybe he was in desperation over these traumatic... or maybe he was a backup for the Bee Gees Colonel he could be jogging yeah. okay Brandy continue why you do that <laughs> On the nights on Broadway, on the nights on Broadway. Why you do that? There's, some, there's this, you there's this call, uh, this Colonel call out there. That you did pull that string. Okay, now okay, Colonel, knock it off. Now make it stop. All right, I did. Continue. Hold on, I gotta get my headphones back on. <laughs> she took off her headphones when you started singing. He's like 12 inches from you. <laughs> You're not gonna hear it anyway because it didn't sound screeching. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, in desperation over these traumatic events, she signed over power, to, power of attorney to an accountant who disappeared with the majority of her money, leaving her with no more than $150,000. Yeah, he he amscrayed. He stole a lot of money from her and some other investors and um, left know, her pretty I'm working much, on it. Pretty much broke. As I was going to make a, uh, the colonel the executor of my will. Right. Mm-hmm. So she. Claimed, I'll give him power of attorney, even though he's never passed a bar. Well, even though again, he'll put the plug on you if you have. A I'm cold. not giving him medical power of attorney. All right, so not she that claimed, stupid. She claimed that the, the accountant was never found or prosecuted. Um, yeah, she mentioned despite that. an exhaustive search, and that he had stolen more than eleven million dollars of other people's money. So she compounded those problems by seeking refuge with more drinking and drug use. Um, Dana drifted in and out of the business over the next few years. In a last-ditch effort to revive her career, Plato hired a new accountant to manage her money and had breast augmentation. She had her titties done. Well, you can't blame her for that. Instead... Do you know that uh, Punky Brewster had her breast reduced? Yes, I did. What do you think about that, Colonel? I think that's uh, That's a crime against humanity. It is a crime against humanity. Okay. Instead, according to Plato... I think when women go on diets... Mm -hmm. Whatever, I think there should be a rule. Whatever size you are, when you start that diet, mm-hmm. you have to be the same size cup. You have to maintain the breastage. Yeah. yeah. Your breastage cannot be lost in dieting. Yeah. How, you, you've been dieting. How's the breast coming, devil? Have you had to buy new bras? According to Plato, to... her new accountant <laughs> also embezzled the majority of her savings and fled the state, leaving the star You know, she needs to screen those accountants a little bit right, more. Right. She needs to, yeah. And no job leads. 
She revealed her new mature image in a 1989 Playboy photo shoot, but no big Hollywood offers came as a result of the magazine spread. Yeah, she thought that would be her ticket back to TV. And, you know, really, it's a sad thing because she, uh, when she, she lost a job, really, to no fault of her own. She just got pregnant. It wasn't like she was, right. you know. Well. I mean, she was doing drugs and stuff, but, I mean, it wasn't like she was impacting her. Right performance in june of 19 the june 1989 playboy pictorial okay so everybody gets a picture here these are the words that are written on my page the june 1989 playboy pictorial pictorial a five-page nude layout the shots were taken in november 1988 in arizona and appeared in the june 1989 issue of playboy magazine Showing off the delectable figure that she'd kept <laughs> hidden for all those years. Delectable, Timmy. That's nice. nice I got the source. But, Colonel, I got a question for you. I got a question for yeah. you, Colonel. Have you ever masturbated to a picture of someone who's already dead? I mean, not dead in a picture, but, but like they're like oh, Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> have you, Brandy? No, have you? Have no. you? Why? Yeah. You know why are you so? This is why this is becoming a, an issue on this podcast. We're me we're, and Timmy are willing to share. We're very honest. We're brutally honest. We'll, yeah. t- we'll t- say anything that we're thinking. But you, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't seem willing to share about. You don't seem willing to give of yourself. No, though. you won't tell us anything about yeah, the I, economic I professor, about myself. the lesbian softball, all that going on. How you got your C plus and econ. Yeah, I mean, you, you won't tell us any, you won't disclose anything, and, and were, I mean, our listeners have a right to know. You know, if there was one professor, there was another. Well, yeah, it's you, like a Lay's potato I mean, chip. You, you can't more, just eat just and one. And she had one more than more than one class that she had to pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like she, it's not like she got a philosophy and because because you know, you know <laughs> because you know her knowledge of history ends in 1974. <laughs> yeah. It's limited to She's everything got, pre-gong show. I got more knowledge of the goddamn future than she does of history. So, so Brandy, you need to open up a little bit more, be a little bit more honest. And uh, and not give us obscene gestures yes, that you're that, giving us uh, now. Yeah, that is inappropriate to, to flash your fin- middle wait, finger at wait, us. Wait, wait. <laughs> and people cannot see your hand gestures. So they are not amused by that. Oh, yeah. And the, the colonel and I are offended. <laughs> We're deeply offended. Yeah, colonel, uh, we need to start, we need to start uh, documenting her behavior. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to put a little little inappropriate behavior jar up. We are, no, what we're going to do is start documenting it, and then we're going to take it to human resources. So We are. Because yeah, so. we are technically, even though we're at lunch, we are on... Yeah. Uh, company something. Yeah. The rules apply. Yeah. Yeah. We're at work. We're at the workplace. <laughs> so can you write that down? And she just flashed this three the times. Again? She gave us the finger. Okay. It's inappropriate. You're going to have to go to training like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> When's your training, Chuck? April. <laughs> It'll be here before you know it. It's three, three different <laughs> Tuesdays in April. How, how, how many? How many days? How, how long is the training? Um, it's six hours, three three different days. <laughs> He's gonna be going fucking nuts. <laughs> sitting, he has to sit in a room for six yeah, hours by himself too. Uh. <laughs> All right. So the Dana Plato nude Playboy pictorial did not uh, did not did nothing to help revive her career. However, 
Did something for me, though. And Dana continued to languish on the fringes of the entertainment industry. She moved to Vegas, where she struggled with poverty and unemployment. At one point, she worked at a dry cleaning store, where customers reported being impressed by down by how down to earth she was, despite being a major TV star just a few years previously. Uh, on February 28, 1991, in an attempt to obtain rent money, Dana entered a video store, produced a gun, and demanded the money in the register. The clerk called, saying, I've just been robbed by the girl who played Kimberly <laughs> on different strokes. Yeah. She, I, I listened to the Howard Stern. Uh, he asked her about that. And she said, that's what she said. She says, she goes into Rob's place, and the, and the girl is on the phone, the clerk, mm-hmm. and talked to her friend or something. And she said, wait a minute, wait a minute I've got to go. The, the girl from different strokes is robbing me. <laughs> God. That would have been the time to just say, you know, that, uh, that was a joke. It was a joke. It was yeah, basically what she Well, was. wait a minute. Approximately 15 minutes after the robbery, Plato returned to the scene and was immediately arrested. Yeah, she hmm. she kind of figured it's her, her she cover. Came back. Her cover was blown. Yeah, but you still don't come back. You make well, them come to you. People come to the return. Robbers return to the scene of the crime. The gu- not if you're that well known. Like she, It's not like she was wearing a mask. Uh, the gun was only a pellet gun, and the robbery netted Plato $164. Well, not after they arrested her. Wayne Newton posted her $13,000 bail. Uncle Shane, Uncle baby. Yeah, Uncle you know Shane. Wayne wanted a piece of that. That's well, what he, he probably I got bet, it. I bet he was. I bet, he, I bet oh, that. Oh, he was that. Now, well, we don't know. Plato they, was, they, uh, he's still alive, so we got to be Plato careful. was given five years probation. Is he in a death pool? No, he's too old, but I question anybody's motives that would. What do you, what do you mean Wayne Newton is too old to be in the death How can he be too old to be in the death pool? You gotta be, you can't be like, he's like 85 years All old right. or some shit. Who I remember it. Fuck? I remember him on uh, Lucille Ball show. Lucille Ball. Okay. You seem like you're getting tense, though. Yeah. Uh, Plato was given five years probation. The bungled robbery made headlines and became a subject of national debate surrounding troubled child stars. Particularly given the difficulties of her different strokes co-stars Gary Coleman and Do- Todd Bridges. In January 1991, she was arrested again, this time for forging a prescription for diazepam. She served 30 days in jail for violation of the terms of her probation and entered a drug rehabilitation program immediately thereafter, the first of several attempts at rehab. Bankrupt and addicted to prescription drugs, Plato spiraled out of control. She moved to Vegas hoping to advance her career, but she could only find retail and service industry jobs. So anyway, so she gets out of jail, and she um, she violates the terms of her probation and forges a prescription for Valium. Uh, the judge sentenced Plato to 30 days in jail in another drug rehab program. Following her jail term, Dana appeared in a string of B-grade features, including such sterling gems as 1992's Bikini Beach Race and 1995's Compelling that's a, Evidence. That's a classic. Bikini, Bikini Beach, Beach Race is a good one. Now. Yeah, the boob, the boobs juggle. Uh huh. Oh yeah. The, and that's her. The in boobs that. juggle. A lot of times they come yeah. free. That's the and that's. Wait a minute. The they juggle yeah. like swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They jug flaming chainsaws. <laughs> what do they juggle? They bounce. <laughs> <laughs> they they bounce. looking for the word jiggle. <laughs> yeah, they do that too. <laughs> which, which is different than juggle. <laughs> Because I'd have paid to see Bikini Beach Race had her titties been able to juggle some flaming fucking chainsaws what or some my shit. Point was, but yet, I'm the critic of these scripts. How, when, now, how am I well, getting Well, that's not a reputation? part of the script. That was part of him just, his hillbilly falling out. Continue, Randy. Fucking juggle and jiggle are two different goddamn words. But they jiggled. 
Well, okay. When you're right, when you are, <laughs> when there's a bikini race, <laughs> you know some breasts are going to jiggle. They're going to be jiggly breasts. But not juggling. <laughs> and uh, I would like to take a short break to let the colonel sing a little beachy tune. No, why, why, why? I'm jiggly breasts, I'm jiggly breasts on the night some breasts. Could you do that? I started the joke. I really like that song. Uh-huh. Started a joke. All right. All right, Marnie, continue. That started the devil crying. You know, you're going to be the motherfucker who wants to get out of here in about oh, 10 I minutes. Come on, let's roll. Only see. 10 minutes. Wait, in about 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes, he's going to want to go? It's 1 o'clock. So. Yeah. yeah, we, we won't do, we won't do uh, uh, Colonel's crew shout-outs. He's been here since 4 in the morning, so. Well, she was featured in a video game uh, in 1992 called Night I'm just Night kidding. Trap. We'll do Colonel's crew. I was just joking. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't want some of our listeners to be concerned. We wouldn't go to recognize. I don't think they were that concerned. They probably just want me to get on with it. <laughs> All right, back to Dana. She was featured in a video game in 1982 called Night Trap as a scantily clad victim. Mm. Her titties were still not juggling. They mm. were just there. <laughs> Being lifeless and talentless. Uh, Plato was one of the first celebrities to star in a video game. The game Night Trap was not a great success, but is considered a pioneering title because it was the first game to use live actors, specifically a well-known personality. Oh. It was one of the first video game titles to have mature content and attracted controversy due to its depiction of violence. Hmm. In 1985, she was in a play called The Last of the Red Hot Lovers, where she received passing grades. Her experience behind bars also seemed to change more than just her career prospects. Dana came out as a lesbian in a 1998 issue of the SAPIC, S-A-P-P-H-I-C? I don't know. Okay, Pride magazine, Girlfriends. She had said in more recent interviews. Well, she later she later She later denied it. She was not a lesbian. She was just experimenting. Yeah. Uh, She turned plenty of heads with her scintillating performance in the 1997 straight-to-video epic, Different Strokes, the story of Jack and Jill and Jill. All right, so it was the kind of a soft porn video. It is a steamy, softcore tale of a guy and a girl and another girl, and Dana shows off her curvaceous figure. Jesus Christ, Tim! Let's <laughs> <laughs> read it. Don't don't yeah. critique. Yeah. Just read. Come on, Pacino. I write better than I talk. <laughs> I don't know that you do. <laughs> Dana shows off her curvaceous figure and lust for her fellow femmes in a series of sensual scenes. Silly. Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, despite finding occasional work, Dana was still having problems making ends meet uh, and still struggling with drugs and alcohol. In 1998, Dana, now 33, became engaged to Fred Potts, a filmmaker, but the romance ended soon after Plato refused to give up drugs. Well, that's a deal breaker for some some people. <laughs> Not you. No. <laughs> Not me, of course, yeah. for some guys. I some can't guys. believe she didn't find you. Yeah. In early 1999, she became engaged to her manager, who clearly had done a bang-up job for her, Robert Menchaca. Actually, he was, uh, she met. uh, Menchaca. He became her manager after he met her. They met and they got engaged after like six months. With whom she lived in a motorhome in Navarre, Florida. On May 7th, 1999, Plato made an appearance on the Howard Stern Show, where she announced that she was engaged to 
28-year-old Robert Menchaca and that he was managing her career. Yeah, he's six years, I think, six years younger than her. On the show, Dana spoke about her life, discussing her financial problems and her past run-ins with the law. She admitted to being a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, but claimed that she had been sober for more than 10 years by that point and was not using any drugs with the exception of the prescribed painkillers due to the recent extraction of a couple molar teeth. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, I had some molars taken yeah, out uh, two I, years I, ago. And... No, I listened to the I listened to that replay of that interview the other day preparing for this. And uh, she does sound, I mean, she, first of all, I, never, I don't even remember what she sounded like because it had been so long. And I don't know if I've ever seen her interviewed. I've just seen her on the TV show. But um, I listened to that interview, and, and she does sound like she's on something. But she swore up and down that she wasn't and was willing to take a urine analysis to prove it. But then um, the – well, continue. We'll get to it. Okay. So she she's, you know, taking these prescribed painkillers. Many callers insulted her and questioned her sobriety, which provoked a defiant Plato who offered to take a drug test on the air. Some callers, as well as host Howard Stern, came to Plato's defense. Even after the interview, Plato would not seem to get over the negativity and seemed depressed about how things were unfolding for her. She had a couple callers that called, and then the callers were, were quite mean. Um, but she had a couple callers who would uh, call in and say, you know, I believe you. Like one, one guy was in recovery, and he says, I believe you, sweetie. And another woman called in and said she supported her. She started crying on the air. So it kind of it makes me think that there was something not right there. I mean, she was really emotional in that interview. Uh, the next day, while returning to California, Plato and her fiancé stopped at his mother's home in Moore, Oklahoma, for a Mother's Day visit. Plato went to lie down inside her recreational vehicle parked outside the house and subsequently took a large dose of Lortab and Valium. Sadly and tra- tragically, she never awoke from her sleep. The former child star left behind no note. <clears throat> Some have said that Dana Plato was shaken the day before her death by the appearance on the Howard Stern radio show. During the interview, Plato alterna- alternatively wept, volunteered to take a drug test, unvolunteered to take a drug test, and declared herself never happier. I will uh, post on our Facebook page, I'll post that interview, and people can listen to himself uh, for themselves. Dana's death at the age of 34 was eventually ruled a suicide. Her remains were cremated and her ashes were scattered at sea. Yeah. And um, I, is that all I had in there? Was <clears throat> it? Is it? Yeah, well, I got some other stuff okay. here, Timmy. All right. Um, now, <clears throat> life after television was also difficult for her two co-stars, Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman. It was, it's been reported that in his 20s, Bridges had a terrible crack addiction um, for a few years. In 1998, he was arrested and tried for the attempted murder of Kenneth Tex Clay, a Los Angeles drug dealer who prosecutors argued had been shot by Bridges. Bridges pleaded not guilty to the charges and was represented by the high-profile defense attorney Johnny Cochran. Really? Yes. If it doesn't fit, you got to quit. He successfully portrayed Bridges as an abused minor who had been driven to drugs by an exploitative entertainment industry and was now being unfairly framed. It could not stand, Cochran said. A witness finally testified that Bridges was not even present at the time of the shooting. So Bridges was acquitted. 
Although he was never able to obtain the success he enjoyed on different strokes, he continued to find occasional work on television. Now, in 1998, Ty Bridges and his brother James were credited with saving the life of a 51-year-old paraplegic woman, Stella Klein. Oh, cool. The woman nearly drowned when her wheelchair rolled into the lake while she was fishing. That's awful. Why are you laughing? Because he's a horrible person. <laughs> Jesus. Well, good thing for them that Maybe Willis was around. She just got That's what I'm talking about. That's I'm, what. No, yeah. see, this is what I'm talking about. When you're going to be fishing from your wheelchair, you got to put the brakes on the damn thing because you get a good bite of catfish liable okay. to pull you out into the lake. Yeah, you don't want to get a buffalo carp or something. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so so, so he, they save her life. So he did good. <laughs> He's going to hurry you along life. now. <laughs> she was really just kind of laying on the bank, but, right, you know. Right. He, they, they saved the woman's life. That's the, that's, what, that's the takeaway, Brandy. They saved her life. I know. Quoting Klein, I was thanking God that he was there. And, you know, everybody's been saying nothing but bad stuff about Todd Bridges on the news and in the papers. He has a heart of gold. Bridges remarked on the rescue, we felt God put us there at the right time to save the lady's life because there was no one else around. Now, in 2009, he wrote a book, Killing Willis, From Different Strokes to the Mean Streets to the Life I Always Wanted. <clears throat> In the book, he discusses his childhood sexual abuse, drug addiction, criminal charges, and uh, trying to create a public identity independent of the character Willis. He appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show to discuss his troubled past that he chronicled in those memoirs. He's currently an actor and comedian as well as a successful agent. Dana's Different Strokes co-star was... Described in Gary Coleman was described in the 80s as one of television's most promising stars. Um, he also had a run-in with the law. He uh, successfully sued his parents and business advisors over yeah, the misappropriation got, of assets. And he lost, yeah, they, they mismanaged all his money. Only to declare or bankruptcy. To him, yeah, according to him, he did. So, we got a... Uh, he ended up like as a security guard. Yep. Gary Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he was charged with an assault with, while working as a security guard. He had to be the littlest security guard in the world. Well, and uh, he was just cute. They asked uh, Dana about that in the Howard Stern interview. Uh, and and mm. apparently, she remained, you know, there were some lewd comments about her banging Gary Coleman or whatever. She said that was not true. But she said that her and Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman remained friends even after the show went off. And that she was really upset that he got charged with an assault because of his size. He, the woman, I think, was like five eleven that he was supposed to have saw, uh, assaulted. And yeah, what, he couldn't what, even, what was he like? <clears throat> four foot? Was he even four foot? He was about four foot yeah, four or something. something like, yeah. So he's going in and buying a bulletproof vest at a California mall. Mm -hmm. And this woman asked for an autograph. Coleman says no, and an argument ensued. And Fields reportedly mocked Coleman's lackluster career as an actor. So Coleman punched her in the face several times. Yeah, and that in was front her, of witnesses. That, that's what her point was, that he there no way he could have punched her in the face. He was arrested and later testified in court that she had threatened him and he just offended himself. Offended himself? Defended himself. <laughs> All right. Coleman pled, pled no contest to one count of assault, received a suspended jail sentence, and was ordered to pay Fields' 
a $1,665 hospital bill, as well as take anger management classes. Now, 2008. You need to go to angry management class and Gary Coleman's there. (laughs) That'd be awesome. You know you spend your whole time just trying to piss him off. (laughs) <laughs> or to give him something. I just did. Or to say something dude, weird to him. So I just you go ask what you're I talking about. I saw him on like Celebrity Blind Date or one oh, of those. Yes, it's those weird celebrity shows. And, yes. and he took his date to like this model train convention. And it was like, dude, you're not going to get laid by taking your date to a model train convention. You I mean, you're know. not probably not going to get laid anyway. But yeah, you don't know him. That's how he rolled. You don't know his story. Well, later on, yeah, Coleman I do. <laughs> I got involved research. in a car accident after an altercation at a Payson, Utah bowling alley. Now, if uh, you, you know your career has hit rock bottom when you're at a Payson, Utah bowling alley, <laughs> which began when Colton rushed in age 24, photographed Coleman without his permission. Oh, the yeah. two men argued, according to witnesses, and in the parking lot, Coleman backed his truck into Rushton, striking his knee and pulling him under the vehicle Damn. before hitting another car. Now, Rushton Harsh. was treated at a after local... anger management? This is after. It didn't take. Um, he was treated at a local hospital for some minor injuries, and Coleman later pleaded guilty in no contest to disorderly conduct charges. He settled a civil suit related to the incident for an undisclosed amount. Now, like Dana Plato, Gary Coleman also experienced trouble finding work in the TV and film industry after different strokes was canceled. He would eventually take a job as a security guard trying to make ends meet. But he had that condition that made him short. So ongoing medical condition expenses contributed significantly to his financial problems and compelled him at times to resort to unusual fundraising activities. In 2008, for example... He auctioned off a pair of his trousers on eBay to pay his medical bills. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be sweet to get a pair of his pants, Brandy? No. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Wouldn't you pay there to were, have a pair of were his fake, boxers? There were fake bids of this up to $400,000, but the real buyer was $500. He paid $500 for him. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Man, if I was famous, him. I'd be selling all kinds of shit. And he hung them from the rafters okay, of his I, television I, studio. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel did? Mm-hmm. I'd be selling like half bottles of Pepsi that I drink or something. I'd be selling all kind of shit. <laughs> now, on May 28th, Coleman died. He was only 42 of an epidural hematoma. Hmm. Didn't let, you have but that? Now, here's, here's what's funny. I had a, a hematoma one time, yeah. Not an epidural, though. Um, 11 years after Plato's death. And this My bad. Is, this he is cla- sad. clarified it. My bad. Okay. Uh, this is very sad. Her son, Tyler, who we have mentioned... Um, shot himself almost eleven years to the day after she. Yeah, died. I think I think he killed himself right around Mother's Day. Yeah, twenty five years old in Tulsa, Oklahoma. When was that? Like two thousand eleven or something? Two thousand ten. Yeah. Um, he'd been experimenting with drugs and alcohol at the time of his death, and that wraps up her we, sad troubled yeah, life. Yeah, it was a sad troubled life. Brandy and I were talking. We were talking about that yesterday when we ran into that. How. When someone around you commits suicide, how how it screws up, yeah, the, the people around you, and we decided, Colonel, that you were remarkably well adjusted, remarkably well adjusted for all that you've experienced in your life. Well, I appreciate uh, somebody thinking I'm well adjusted. That's I uh, didn't think so, unusual. but Timmy wanted to throw it out. No, there. no, I mean you you lost your brother, and I mean I mean you you went through a lot, and you you know you I mean you're not normal, but you know. I'm quite normal. 
Well, I'm, I'm so normal, I'm almost bland, Timmy. People think you're black. People do think I'm black. Yeah. In this, originally I try, I was going, this is a Cajun accent. Yeah, to me. I and, know. and they've never been, and, and Kimberly Cambron got it correct. This is more of a Delta accent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we did this. Uh, like you fucking know. <laughs> You mean me or him? Him. Oh, yeah, I know. What do you mean? I've been all over the world. I'm a well-traveled man. He's I well know traveled. my accent. He's well-traveled. Yes, indeed we can, wee oui, wee. Oui. No, what? See, that's that French. is my that's French, French accent. That's French. That's your French accent? Yo, Tony, what you got going that's on? That's his Italian. That's my Italian. See, do I'm your uh, Bee Gees. Okay, Okay, Brandy, your final thoughts on the sad and tragic life of Dana Plato. It is both sad and tragic. Okay. But she had nice breasts. You got to admit that. She had perfect breasts. I never saw her I mean, she had near perfect breasts. No, it is a sad. They were fake. It is a sad story. It doesn't matter if they're fake We will post uh, her last interview. That interview that Brandy referenced was the day before she died. Right. So we'll post that on the uh, History Dweebs, the podcast group Facebook page. Colonel, uh, your final thoughts on the tragic life of Dana Plato. There are no such thing as fake breasts, Timmy. All right. But I disagree. That wasn't the question. What's your, your oh. let me ask you this, and, and yeah. what's, well, give me your final thoughts on Dana Plato first. I, she was just a, a person, once people have that problem and they have access to a lot of money, they're going to run into problems and then they're going to lose access <laughs> to that, that money. Especially that young. Yeah, that young, and, and it just seems like it's a story we see repeated over and over and over again. Yeah, it's kind of the Anissa Jones story all yeah. over again. Um Brandy, I have a question for you. When women get fake breasts and they die and the body decomposes? The silicone don't. Yeah, the silicone's still there, no, right? it's still there. How the fuck would I know? Well, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. No, How no, I'm just I saying. I don't that, know. Logically, wouldn't that, wouldn't, because it don't decompose, right? No, but it'll burn. No, no but I'm saying if, if you went into, well, you if you d- went into a have cemetery. Have you seen somebody with the titties on fire or something? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I would, I would pay. Cremated. I would oh, pay okay. to see titties on fire. <laughs> yeah. But let's say they weren't cremated. Let's say they were buried. That should be a movie. Titties on fire. Yeah. It, it, let's say someone was buried. I think eventually, doesn't the silicone kind of dry up? It'll, it'll, it'll eventually decompose, but not as quickly as the body. No. So it's possible if you dig up. I'm not saying I'm going to do that. But if you dig, dig up a corpse. And it's the body's decomposed. That there's two blobs of silicone. Two blobs of silicone. Yeah, you can oh. still feel them up real good. Right. Yeah. And they can they can identify bodies by that, right? Because don't they all have they like a serial, serial numbers? Number on them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Colonel. Uh, you want to get the shout outs? All right, let's get to some shout outs here, Timmy. But again, we want to give a special shout out to Mandy Swanson and Chris on their fifth anniversary coming up on March the third. Happy anniversary, guys. And um, condolences to Alan Dobbs and his wife. They lost a member of their family. Very sorry about that. And uh, our thoughts are with you with that. And a happy belated birthday to Jessica Williams. Absolutely. Jessica, I hope you had a great birthday weekend. Who, All right. Who refuses to do bite therapy. I don't know what. Yeah. She's such a. There's a. Okay. We posted something on a page about a woman in California who, uh, instead of giving you a massage, bites you. I don't like that. I well, I'm not saying you like it or not. I'm just saying that it, she does. That it happens. It's true. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's all that is. It's bullshit. You know, you have to bite guys with old hairy backs and mm-hmm. shit. 
people with back acne. Back me. Back me. Back me. That's the worst. Okay, Colonel, shout outs. All right. Well, shout outs always start with the beautiful and lovely Tasha. Tasha, who's got a new profile pic. She's very lovely. Very lovely. Miss Ophelia. Her um, mother. Her mother. Who they're from They're from made, Louisiana. There's, there's a possibility. Originally. In, there's a possibility that there may have to be a... Uh, a waiver given to the fraternization thing. Why? Why is that? Um, well, you have to get that waiver from Brandy because it's Brandy's rule. Because I'm not really sure, Miss. I'm trying to find out right now what Miss Ophelia's situation is. Uh, or her social status, whether or not she yes. is in uh, in a relationship. You mean? Yes. All right. Because so, you, are you you're looking to court her? I am looking to court Miss Ophelia. But the, the problem is you're married. Um, Renee doesn't care. Yeah, Renee doesn't oh, okay. care. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So. Uh, Tasha and Ophelia, who else? Jeff Girdley, mm -hmm. Sam Hildebrand, of course, Linda Middleton, Missy Dean Horton, Britton Chris. You know, I didn't think, I don't think I said Jennifer, gave Jennifer a shout out for the uh, Patreon support. Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer, okay, but we'll get to Jennifer. I, I just, um, Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boomershine, Shonda and Larry, all of the Trowbridge clan, Colton. Yes. Phyllis Munson, Aaron Wentz, Donna Curran, Brian and Lisa Lawton, Olivia Meyer, Jen Bolden, Katja, Kate McCarthy, Bridget, of course, Clavy. I like Bridget. You know, Byron Bridget Snellings. is a big supporter of our page. Uh, her, Maja, and Mary Ray, they always uh, support our page, and they always recommend our podcast on other Facebook groups, and we really appreciate that, ladies. Denny McNamara, William Truax. Crazy ass Amber Croup, Gina Spillane, even crazy as Trixie, Stephanie Quick, Sydney and Michael, Donna Hellman, Laura O'Reilly, Gabby Lewis, John Cunningham, Tara V. Bond, Gene Bond, David Lampier, our, our poet in residence, Maggie Glover. Yes, I ordered a book from Maggie and I can't wait to get it. I should be getting mine today. Christine Bourgeois, Katie. Morehead. Mary Ray, who's always a support, uh, big yes, supporter big of supporter us. Big supporter of the podcast. Marvin Hammond, Andy Valley, Cheryl Musco, Keith Frusty, Becky Mitchell, Vicki Ann Wallace, Steve Miller, Nicholas, and Molly. Molly with the lovely hair. Yes, and Nicholas, the stand-up comedian. Yes. Yeah, great Nicholas couple. Nicholas is a funny guy. Yeah, great couple. Neil Eagleton, Stewie, Benton. Tracy Lynn Busby, Ali Nett, Christine Howard, Elise Kearns, Brett Russell. Um, Bustle. 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 Christ. All right. We got a new listener from um, a history podcast, Marissa Rhodes. History. Yeah, History Buffs. History Buffs. History Is Buffs. That what it's it's called? A, yeah, it's a uh, cool history <clears throat> podcast. Check it out if you get a chance. Stacy Flynn, Jill Phoenix, MJ Howard. Tony Marsala, Brooke Smith, Sabone Lavelle, these are all new listeners, Mike Allen, Chris Lane, Peter Fulmer, of course, Justin Brudeau. He must be Canadian. I like Justin. He's funny. He's Kim, very active on the page, and we ex we appreciate him and Jen and Amber. All you guys are very active on the page. We really appreciate that. Um, Kristen Whiting, Lydia, of course, Kelly Caldwell, Jennifer Svoda, Lauren Meredith, Nina Instead. Yes, from, from Vanished. Uh, no, she's er, from sorry, Already from Gone Podcast. Already Gone Podcast. Yes. Ronnie Rhodes. 
Sophia Panna, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly Woodard, Ali Nett, Susie Randall, Deborah Chappelle, Danielle Jones from uh, Between Us Girls. Between Us Girls. Yes. Very funny podcast. Brittany Martin, Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf, Meg Vansell, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Ramona, Ramoni Howard, Neton Sill, Kim Bennett, Rachel Hummel, Lauren Mayer, Molly Fontenot, Sean DeBoard, Stacy Gutierrez, Donnie Young, Tim Hale, Melanie Young, James Rian, Alan Dobbs, we already got mm-hmm. covered him. Hope you're doing well, Alan. Ann Daza, Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brault, Mark Farnan, Paula Kimes, Chris Swanson, Andrea O'Dell, Richard Roy, George Huckler, Mike Brookins, Joe Lamont, Lee Pangberg, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Rajke, Terry Prickett, Terry, I'm sorry, Terry Pickett, Holly Schreiber, Madge, Payne, Maj Payne. Maja. Oh, no, Major Payne. No, no. Major Payne. Yeah. Um, Linda, Lada, Lindy Lada, I'm sorry, Lauren Meredith. Um, we'll jump up here to the Colonel's crew. Okay. Angie Ball. Angie Ball, lovely lady. Uh, lovely Nicola Reed, our counselor. Attorney, Haven't seen her around. Hope she's doing at, well. Attorney at law. Give us a shout out uh, on the page, Nicola, if you're still around. Allie and Charlie. From Insight, the Insight and podcast. We have have settled out of court the blood feud. Okay, that's good. Allie gave uh, me a fake apology. Well, Charlie said that she's okay with the blood feud, but that they that she is Biggie Smalls and you are Tupac. Oh, okay. Definitely. I'm good with that. All right. I'm good with that. Sarah Spaghetti, Jim Burdick, Karen Barnes. Yeah, Karen is very supportive of us on Twitter. Thank you, Karen, and as well as Fat Boy Gardner, both of them. So thank you guys a lot. Jana Fitzgerald, <clears throat> Francis Doughton. Sorry. Of course, I covered Jessica and her and her two dogs. Amanda Bocci Ball, Shannon, lovely Tiffany, Monica, lovely Monica D'Agostino. Teresa Slevens. Angela Cobes, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, Radika. Smith. The lovely Radika Smith. The lovely Radika. We are not allowed to comment on her beauty because Brandon <clears throat> prohibits from fraternizing. Yes. But if, if we were allowed If we for, were allowed to say Radika was a 10, we would. She's an absolute 10. She but is you know beautiful. what? I'm, but we're not allowed to say that. See, I've got. Right, I, Randy? Y'all are dirty old men. I've got. No, we just. The Colonel's just, crew we're right just here. just commenting on her beauty. She's a beautiful young lady. Yeah. Um. Jamie Tarantino. No, you know I'm reading all these names. Tell her that, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Here's an here's a ten for you too. The mascot of Team Colonel Fallon. Fallon's a ten. She is a very lovely lady. Uh, Fallon is very. Liz Keating's beautiful girl. Jen Wicks, New Yorker, down to Nashville now. You know we have a lot of beautiful women on our page. Everybody on the. But we're not allowed to say that because Brandy gets all pissy because we're fraternizing. Okay. Tell here's here's one another one. Rachel Marie Flynn, stunning girl, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Donna Hellman, another beautiful. And and Donna left us a review on iTunes, and we really appreciate that, Donna. Thank you so much. That helps people find our podcast. Thank you. And Maja Zanoka, I don't know what she looks like. I just seen a cat, but it's a lovely cat. And Maja is also very supportive of the podcast and uh, mentions us on other Facebook groups. So thank you, Maja. 
So we got Jeff Hopkins, John Janke, Joe Hopkins. Mike, and there's a Jeff Hopkins. He, he struggles. Okay. No, there's a Jeff okay. Hopkins. Too, okay, Joe well, Hopkins. put Joe on your list, too, because Joe is <clears throat> a good guy, and he's starting his I thought Joe was on the Patreon list. He is, but he's on, uh, I'm putting him on your list, too. Lease. Lease. Kevin uh, Behan. Of course, I just mentioned it. Kimberly Cambron. Terry Hemsley. Heather Marshall. Heather Poole. Heather Hall. Mark Hammermeister from... Uh, from the Conspirators podcast, great podcast. Brittany Powell, Melissa Lubrication, Mike Arnold. I don't know. Paul Mampilli, Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, Jennifer Potts, Maria Barber, Christina Montana. Everybody knows about Christina. Christina Hodges, Steph Glenn, um, Stacy Lynn, Liz Evans, Jessica Bishop, Jim Moyer, Michael Daniel, Amelia Roscoe, Jeff Dolan. Miriam Buckwell, Kelsey Fro, Susan Sheldon, Skip Fayou, Callie, little Callie Jones, Brandy Deese, Andy Smizer, Dan Hamer, Angie L, Amber Trevino, Carla Nelson White, Jessica Winchester, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Kristen Andreessen, Valerie Murray, another big supporter, Tammy Ennis, um, Tamara Cola, Leah McAllister, Stephanie Poling. Karen Barnes left us a really nice review on iTunes, too. So, oh, did she? Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Karen. Karen. Thank you, Karen. Rebecca Montanle, Mike Eisenhower, Nancy Jalapeno, Kim Kazmersky-Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Chinchilla, Chicago Lindsay, Lindsay McMillan, Sonyana, Eddie Rushing, Your Handler, Sammy James, Jason Dykes, Amy Payne, Tyra, the lovely Tyra Jenkins, Amber Anderson, Danielle Fredrickson, Christian Dormer, beautiful, beautiful little M Waterfall, Susan Angles, Christian Davidson, Don Gordon, John Gray, Dave Hill, Thomas Tui, TJ Youngblood, Robin Sanchez, Carly Madsen, Aaron Fowler, Allison Shields, and from History Goes Bump, Diane Student. Yes, Diane, thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon as well. And if you get a chance, check out History Goes Bump's podcast. It's really funny. The the beautiful Lady Beverly and Sir Sully, yes. the noble, mm-hmm. Sir Sully the Bold. And it was Graham's birthday. Yes, week. it was Graham's birthday. I hope he had a wonderful time. But you know what? He's living a perfect life. He got Sully and he got Lady Beverly. Yeah, and his lovely and mother, Alexandria. Very smart. Yeah, it's yeah. Going so to, um, she's going Graham, to Cambridge, right? Graham, you're living yes. a charmed life. So yeah, yeah, act accordingly. He's he's a lucky man. And uh, someone who Timmy has yet to uh, do away with um, is the lovely Dottie Scott. Yes. Hi, Mom. Even Thanks. though Timmy has tried waxing yeah. his floors no, and no, no. everything else. She, she, she's not feeling well today. So oh, Daddy's not feeling well. Yeah, so we hope you're feeling better, Mom. So why are you here? Yeah, why, well, why aren't you taking your care mama? of her? Okay, let's don't get judgmental. I mean, you call off at the top right. of a hat yeah, for I mean, you. you. Call, yeah, okay. I see, okay. I've seen you call off because it was raining one time. This is the segment where we're wrapping things up. So let's don't go off on another tangent. We'll save that for another show. You get I tense. W- I would like you to thank. You're not going to get to leave right now. It's not even 2 o'clock. I would like to thank Phyllis Munson for leaving us a nice review on iTunes. Thank you, Phyllis. Uh, I would like to also thank... Uh, Donna for her review. Um, Jennifer Siemens left us a review, as did. Uh, and Jennifer Siemens is on Team Colonel, I should mention. Yeah, um, 
uh, her uh, her mother Linda also left. Uh, She's not on Team Colonel. Uh, us review. And who did you say Barney Bella was? Barney Bella is Jessica Williams. That's her two okay. dogs. Jessica left us a very nice review. So we thank you, ladies, very very much. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. It's one thing that you can do that can really help us out because it helps people find us. Where else can people find us, Brandy? You can find us on Twitter. Twitter. You can find us at HistoryDweebs1, or you can follow the Colonel. I'm not sure why you would want to, but you can follow the Colonel at Hawkwaters. Where else, Brandy? Find us on Facebook. We have two pages on Facebook. One is History Dweebs, which we post just history-related stuff, but we have most of our fun on our podcast group. It's called History Dweebs, the podcast Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, join, and uh, all these people that we mention and give shout-outs to, they're all part of that group. We have a real good time over there, won't you say, Brandy? I would say that. Yes. And um, and we can find us on any of the podcast apps. And iTunes. Uh, and iTunes, yes. Please yeah, leave us reviews. iTunes. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you all for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again next time on History Tweets. Good Bye-bye. day. Bye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.